This is the Infatuation Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Today we have a really exciting show for you. We will be speaking with video content creator Lisa Wynn. In just the past three years or so, Lisa's YouTube channels and TikTok have grown exponentially. She now has millions and millions of subscribers and her videos have been viewed billions of times. Despite all of her popularity and fame, Lisa is still just the nicest person you're going to meet. And we had such a great time chatting, and I think you'll really enjoy her insights into the life of a content creator. So I really hope you enjoy today's episode. And as usual, thanks for listening. everyone how's it going we have a super fun show for you today if you have spent any time on youtube in the past few years i am willing to bet that you have seen our our guest today uh maybe you've seen her eating ramen as part of the 30-day ramen challenge or maybe you've seen her push her spice tolerance by watching one of her building her spice tolerance videos she is always coming up with unusual and and kind of crazy ideas with uh, ramen and other ingredients. And she just does it in her home kitchen. And she just talks to you as if you're standing next to her. We are talking about video content creator Lisa Huynh. Can't wait to meet her. But uh, before we do that, I want to introduce my co-host today. It is our friend from episode number two, Aaron Ng. Hello. Episode two, and you're back on episode 60, whatever. What are we on? 62. I know. Well, that's actually, that's incredible. Congratulations on that, Curtis. <laughs> oh, oh, thanks. But yeah, wouldn't be here if it wasn't for episode two, oh. right? <laughs> oh, oh, yes, yes. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, that's where we blew up, right? On episode. But uh, if you don't remember, Aaron, Aaron is a food photographer and a lifestyle photographer here in San Francisco. Uh, what have you been up to in the, it's been like, what, a year and a half since we've talked? What, what have you been up oh. to? You know, just churning away, working, um, doing some, uh, a lot more restaurants actually this year as the pandemic has lifted a lot more of the restaurants are getting really back into the, into yeah. their marketing cycles <laughs> that mm-hmm. sounded so businesslike, but yeah, basically getting to work a lot more with, um, people in the food industry. But, um, as of recently, I'm really just still recovering from the holidays. Mm-hmm. I am, it's taken me, it's kind of embarrassing because it's what today is. It's the 12th of January, but I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm just easing in <laughs> to the to 2023. Dude, we're not done with the holidays yet. We got the big one coming up. We got the That's new. That's right. Year. You were right about that. You're so right. So really, it just kind of the, I, I'd like to say that the month of January is really just for easing in. Yeah, yeah. Now we'll slide into into February soon. All right, man. So thanks for coming along again. I'm sure you'll have some insights for us. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Of course. And it is our pleasure to welcome a bonafide YouTube star to our show today. She has over 4.2 million subscribers. Uh, uh, and that's that's just one channel. She has more than one channel. She has a gaming channel called Glavy. She has a kind of a food and restaurant channel called Telehue. And she has her eponymous channel called Lisa Wynn. So we are talking to Lisa Wynn today. Welcome, Lisa. How's it going? Good. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's such a pleasure to have you here. Uh, how were your holidays? You have some good. Uh, you had a good road trip, yeah. I did. Well, not a road trip, but I took a quick trip to the to New Orleans and ate some food. It was like a quick day trip, but um, the holidays were good. Spent it with my family, ate good food, um, had a great time. And uh, and you're in calling in from Kansas City. Yes, Kansas City, Missouri. Not Kansas. <laughs> not Kansas. I was in Kansas up until August of like 2021. Ah, okay. So let's talk about Lisa for a second here. Um, Lisa, where were you born and raised? I was born and raised in Wichita, Kansas. So it's about two and a half to three hours, depending like on how fast you drive um, from Kansas City. But my parents arrived there um, from Vietnam in like 81. Okay, okay. Yeah. And then I, I hear you mention your siblings. You have an older sister? Yeah, so I have an older brother. Uh, he lives here in Kansas City with his family. I have an older sister. She lives out in Cal- California in Orange County uh, with her family and then a younger brother here in Kansas City as well, which is why I kind of made the move here to Kansas City. Uh, 
And he's the one who provides you with the meat. Is that, is that, yeah, the meat that I borrow, the Wagyu. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he's he's been a great help in teaching me like how to cook steak and things like that as well. Oh, is he a, is he a real grill master? Is he? He is. Yeah. So whenever I'm over there, I'm just like peeking at what he's doing. He smoked a brisket last weekend, so I was just kind of watching. Um, but then I was like, "Hey, can I borrow your smoker so I could do a video?" And of course, he's very helpful. So, but he doesn't like to be on camera, though, huh? No, uh, a lot of people in my family, I just like don't show their faces just for their privacy, but they yeah. don't mind the food being shown because we all like to share the food that we cook and that we eat. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So growing up in Wichita, um, were you like, how many Asian kids were there in your class <laughs> growing up in Wichita? Um, not many. Uh, I don't re- maybe like one in my entire class, like in elementary school, and middle school. So very, very sparse. And then in high school, I had a graduating class of like 550 and probably like there are 10 of us Asians, of us Asians. That sounds so weird. Uh, but Asian folks. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I was just, yeah, that's about how many. My parents, we didn't really go to the temple um, as much, we would go like during the holidays, during New Year's, um, and special events like that. So there wasn't really time for me to like hang out with other Asians in the city, which I look back on and I I really regret. So was does it did it shape you at all, or were you just kind of a kid and didn't think too much about your heritage, or 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 was it kind of a thing that you're reminded quite often about it? Definitely, I was a kid and was not thinking about it. Uh-huh, and it's uh-huh. been coming up the past few years, and I've been having a lot of regrets. And that even like bleeds into my cooking. I wish I had paid way more attention while my parents were cooking, um, just so that I could preserve that the dishes that they've been cooking, mm-hmm. um, so that I could pass it on, hopefully. So, who's the better cook, mom or dad? Oh man, that's tough. Oh, okay, you don't. Uh, have to- <laughs> hopefully, they don't listen to this. <laughs> uh, I would say honestly, it's pretty equal. Uh, my mom is like she has her strengths in some of the dishes, and then my dad cooks really good like meat dishes. Um, but my mom cooks this dish called bung rio, which is my favorite uh, dish of uh, all time, and she just makes exactly like how I like it. So it's a yeah. tie. I'll say I'll I'll keep it at that. No, let's keep it. Yeah, let's be fair. About it. <laughs> we don't want any family rivalries going on here. So as a kid, were you? pretty much willing to eat anything were you kind of a mad scientist in the kitchen at all as a kid where you get home from school and start whipping up stuff or or when did this food thing come about yeah like not at all i never cooked as a kid um the only thing i ever did was my parents always asked like peel the garlic smash the garlic uh wash the greens things like that and that's when i should have paid more attention but mm. i just did the bare minimum to not get in trouble yeah, yeah. um i never cooked i would make sandwiches uh i really remember like a piece of white bread and sugar, like coming home from school and just like putting that and just eating that. I don't know why that's like coming up right now, but um, yeah, I would try everything though. There's, I guess a story, like my mom told me I was really young and I was crawling around the ground. There's a chili pepper and I would just eat it. So (laughs) maybe that's when building my spice tolerance started. Um, But I really didn't start whipping up things in the kitchen until two, three years ago. Okay. So actually, I, this is a personal question for me as well, Lisa. When you were growing up, I'm sure food was surrounding so much of your life. But was that always part of your career plans? Was that something that came about organically, or was that intentional as you, you know, started your food content creating career? It was zero, like zero percent in the cards in the plans. I was not supposed to be doing this. Um, I think so. I went down the typical path like your parents want you go to college i went to college i was actually going to become a police officer and three months before i graduated i went on a ride along and i'm like wait i don't think this is for me Mm. and three months before i graduated so to stall and to make my parents even more proud i was like you know what i'll just get my master's okay (laughs) let's stall so it's been two years of course course. yeah let's try to figure out what i really want to do and um, I got my master's in business law and I came out and became a paralegal, I think for four or five years. And that's really when, like, I had a good job. It paid the bills. Um, my coworkers were awesome um, and it was stable, but I just felt like I didn't know if I could do this for the rest of my mm-hmm. life. You know? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Not that it's bad or anything, just I, I just couldn't do it. So 
Around that time, I started to test a bunch of different things. And social media in 2016, 17 was starting to get a little bigger. And restaurants weren't utilizing it. Like they were maybe on Facebook, not on Instagram. And so I started doing social media for a couple of businesses just for free to test it out to see if I liked it. Mm. It was okay. Um, But then I thought, you know, videos are kind of taking off on Facebook. And so there's this Hawaiian place in Wichita. They're not, unfortunately, they're not not open anymore. Mm. Um, But I asked, hey, I have uh, my camera. Can I come by and just shoot a quick video? And just like self-taught with the Panasonic Lumix. And I shot the video, I edited it. It's just them putting a Hawaiian plate together and I posted it and the video did like really well, like 10,000 views. Mm. Um, And I just like, I felt good because I got to do something I enjoyed doing, but also bring business to the, you know, to the restaurant. And uh, Mm -hmm. so I got to like, really like bring value in different ways. And then I was like, I'll build my resume. I'll start learning more on the side while I'm doing my full-time job. And then, you know how you have the aha moment in the shower? You're just uh-huh. like, whoa. I was like, take, I remember it vividly too. It's where it's a, it was a Monday morning and I was just dreading going to work. And I was just, I was like, you know, no one in the Midwest, like no one in my city, they were doing those like types of short videos, like restaurant videos. So I thought I'll just start my own business and then I'll do it myself. I'll go to the restaurants and shoot the videos on my off time. And, um, then I got to start starting to think about names and Telehue came up and yeah, that's kind of how it all started. Where did you get the name from? Uh, so Telehue was a culmination of uh, my Vietnamese name and also like Tele means video, transmitting information over video. And Hue mm-hmm. is how you pronounce my Vietnamese name, but it's, it's spelt differently. But Hue, it could also be like a variety of shades of colors. So like yeah. I'm providing a variety of videos through varieties of topics through videos and then food kind of came along later because i was thinking maybe i could also do like telehue weddings telehue travel and things like that but then food became the focus because i just i just love food so much yeah yeah so uh aaron does that sound familiar to you at all maybe yeah totally (laughs) i definitely wasn't thinking about a career in photography and not in food um, growing up, I don't think that was presented to me as a career <laughs> option um, uh, with food photography, but it just slowly became a thing that I realized I loved, especially in college when I started dining out uh, more. Um, I think growing up, I wasn't very in tune with the restaurant scene or even this idea that restaurants needed marketing or social media obviously didn't exist yet. Um, and so when I you know, discovered that in college and was going out with friends and realizing like, oh my gosh, what a world of like cuisine out here. Um, I was in LA at the time. Um, That was when I even got the idea that this could be a career at all. Um, So definitely relate to you on that, on that part, especially with the, the figuring out is, is this a, like a thing I do on the side or is this a thing that I can really, really do? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when, when did you make that jump, decide to make that jump? So I had this little in-between period where I was in college, I was thinking about a career in medicine, but I thought, well, if I'm going to do that, that's going to be another like (laughs) seven, eight, 10 years. So I was like, let me take a a little like one gap year and like get it out of my system. So I started working for a food magazine um, in that one year. And that was when I kind of had my world rocked and did a 180 afterwards when I realized that there was um, potential and opportunity there. So that was a year, I, I decided to go full-time freelance a year after college. Yeah, I think you guys are about the same age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you find restaurants that you like and reach out to them or how do you decide um, what kind um, of reach out to? So I am actually rebranding Telehue right now. Um, so it's going to be a new name. I just didn't have the mm-hmm. bandwidth to take care of both channels. Uh, but before when I was really going into restaurants, um, I was looking for restaurants that were providing unique meals, um, different cuisines. And I only knew of Vietnamese food and like American food <laughs> at that time, like whatever my parents cooked or like whatever fast food yeah, we got. Yeah. I didn't know there were so many different types of cuisines. I thought I didn't like Indian food. I thought I didn't like Thai food just because I haven't had enough of it. Um, and once I started to realized that I just started reaching out to more restaurants and really I honed in on the family owned ones because they're really the ones that don't have the budgets to, you know, 
pay for videographers to come in, you know, to pay for this marketing um, materials and things like that. Yeah. And and I think you were saying that you, you like to tell the stories and it's not just about advertising, but it's about, you know, getting to know the family and the restaurant. Yeah, I think that's very important. And um, if people are able to learn more about the, you know, the story of the owners or the chefs and things like that, it makes the food experience different. Yeah. Yeah. Have you, uh, mm-hmm. do you have a story of the, the Lisa Wynn effect where you've mentioned a restaurant or visited a restaurant and then three weeks later they're like hey we can't keep up with demand have you ever had that yeah it's happened a few times that's pretty cool it really it makes me really happy to hear um that like one small video can do that and so uh it's great for me i get to just eat food and then i get to share (laughs) the video and so i mean it's a win-win doing it yeah Yeah. just (laughs) a win-win Exactly. Oh, I see what I just did there. Okay. <laughs> That's why you're here, Aaron, for the puns. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I remember you saying when that Crab Rangoon pizza video went out that that sold out like for weeks, right? At that restaurant. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. It made it like, I think it was the first time I really realized like how far social media could go. The power, and that was just yeah. on Facebook. And that was before TikTok or really I was on YouTube um, or Instagram and just seeing that that was reaching people in different countries. Yeah. I just was, yeah. I was mind blown. Yeah. Right. That's really cool. So do, do, do restaurants come back to you and you say, thank you. You know, we owe you so much. That must be very gratifying. Yeah, it is. Um, Definitely very humbling, but it definitely makes me want to continue doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you get like crab rangoon pizzas for free for life? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Since we're on the topic, let's talk a little rang- uh, crab rangoon pizza. Well, I, are we right? That is the video that kind of put you on the map. Was it was it just an accident or, or how did how did you go from like, what did you have in 2018? You had a couple hundred subscribers and how did you go from there to 4.2 million subscribers yeah that was my first viral video and that was under telly hugh for sure on facebook i think i had zero subscribers in 2018 (laughs) (laughs) um the youtube grind was a bit different uh i started on tiktok in 2019 Uh um i guess if we rewind i quit my job 2009 january 2018 that was when um i realized i couldn't do it anymore it was mm-hmm. not the smartest move. I had mm-hmm. credit card debt. I had student loan debt. And I was like, but I was pretty done. And I talked to my siblings and I owe them so much because they were like, just go for it. We're here yeah. to support you. If anything, like, you know, if anything goes wrong, like we're here for you. So I was like, with that support, I just kind of have to go for my passion. Mm-hmm. And so I did. And um, that whole year, I was just traveling, just doing road trips across the U.S., finding um, some restaurants. And then uh, I would say September and October of 2019 is when I hopped onto TikTok and started posting on there. And that was a real grind, too, for like a year before mm-hmm. I saw any saw anything out of it. But really, it was the pandemic. Everyone was at home on their phones. <laughs> Cooking. <laughs> Cooking and Here's me making instant ramen every day right. because I don't know how to cook. And so they're like, we relate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was great because I was making instant ramen every day and I had my own like level up ideas, like add an egg or like add this to make it better. And then I was getting all these suggestions from other people. Like they're like, try this, try this. And I'm like, okay, I've got nothing, I've got nothing better to do. So I started sharing all the things, um, the suggestions that I got. And that's kind of really when it took off. Um, and then YouTube, I started posting more consistently, like November of 2020, uh, was when that started, I believe. Yeah. So it's yeah. been a little over two years. Yeah. That's wow. amazingly yeah. fast. <laughs> it's just incredible growth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cause yeah, you're at, at last I looked 4.22 million subs on Lisa Wynn, your channel, Lisa Wynn. And over 3.8 billion views with the B billion views. That's great. That's like, you know, that's half the world. If you think about it, they're watching you. And, yeah. you know, did you, could you even get your head around those numbers when they first started coming, when going viral, you know, and you're getting thousands and thousands and thousands of views. Can you get your head around those numbers ever? I don't think I ever will. Um, yeah. You kind of have to like stop thinking about it after a certain time because it like it gets in your head. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah when it hit like a billion and two billion 
like I definitely celebrate those moments because if you don't, I feel like it's really easy to get burnt out. And I've created, not created, but I've met the, all these great creators these past two years that we've all been able to like yeah. go through our downs and our highs together. And like we can celebrate together, which has been really awesome. Um, but yeah. I don't think I can ever wrap my head around <laughs> those numbers. I was, uh, had some old friends in town a couple of weeks ago and I remember when I hit a hundred followers on Facebook, I like, <laughs> I texted all of them. It was in the group message. I was like, I can't, I couldn't have done this without you guys. This, this is amazing. And that was a hundred. Um, uh-huh. And so now it's just, yeah, numbers, just crazy. Big, big numbers. Yeah. And I, I've heard you say that, you know, like, I don't know how I've gotten here. <laughs> well, usually you say that when, when you're trying something really weird, you're like, I don't know how I got to this point in life, but is that just daily? You just wake up and say, how did I get here? Yeah, it really is. Like sometimes either it's in cooking or it's like I'm be- beside someone like I admire and I'm like how how did this happen? Uh-huh. You know, it just it just happens. So you just you just roll with it and you just keep going. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I, I think that that is part of your charm is that I don't I, I didn't know you before fame, but I feel like you haven't changed like in based on the videos, you know. You still wear sweatshirts, you know. You still you're still, you know, you're not trying too hard. It seems like you know, you're, you're, it seems like you're yourself. Did you ever go through a moment where you felt like you were changing and you had to fight that? Or is it just supernatural for you to be yourself? Hmm. Um, that's a really good question. I don't think so. I think I'm around very well-grounded people. Uh-huh. Um, my siblings, my friends, um, everyone I'm around is really just down to earth. And I have been really trying hard the past year to protect my energy and my mental Mm. health so i'm very aware of who i surround myself with and i think that contributes to it a lot um but i like to think i'm the same person but who knows like (laughs) i'm around myself every day who knows (laughs) to me it seems like it yeah and (laughs) and i think the keeping it real you know when you're doing your videos i mean you say it you you fail a lot you know and the recipes don't always work and you keep it in you don't cut out the mistakes and my favorite part are when, and I don't know if, if you just have always done this, but when you cut to the actual sound of the video, when you're saying, oh, or whoa, or show, no, you know, like when you cut to that one second of your actual reactions, that always been part of your thing is just keeping it real and showing mistakes and being fallible. Yeah, it's just, I really wanted to show people like in the moment, this is what happened. Like this was not planned. I don't know how that happened. Obviously looking back and editing it, I can see where I went wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I want people to know that this is really happening because I want to provide that value one in entertainment. I think people are like, huh, that didn't happen to me. So it's entertainment to them. Mm-hmm. And two, they know what not to do in the future. And um also, the next time I know not to do it. So I'm providing value to myself. So again, it's like all those benefits to, to these videos. And that's why I don't like to edit it out. Even though I get I get a lot of hate for it, a lot of crap in the comments. <laughs> They're just like, how did she not know that? She uh-huh. shouldn't show that. It's not a perfect video. And I just say I'm just going to post it because it's providing that type of value that even like one person may provide, you know, see it. It might help that one person basically. Yeah. And it's real. Like, I think people yeah. appreciate your realness. Yeah. I think that's super refreshing in like a day and age where so much content is super refined, like refined meaning like it's hyper edited, hyper, you know, it's very um, aware that it has an audience. So like, I feel like um, it, it's nice to have the rawness of how you present your food and your recipes and the way you cook. I think it's super entertaining. Thanks. Yeah. 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 Uh, speaking of YouTube, can we talk a little ramen? Yeah, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I'm in the middle of the 30 day Insta ramen challenge right now. Up to your um, neck in it. <laughs> yeah, so I started it in 2020, um, like towards April or May because again I was at home. I was like, I'm just gonna do 30 days of instant ramen. I brought it back last year. And people seem to like it. So I was like, I'll just make it an annual thing. Um, <laughs> so over the course of the year, I learned how to cook different. I learned new techniques in the kitchen from uh, people I meet or places I go. And I try to use that in the challenge. And so today I made a ramen grilled cheese, which is something that I've kind of done each year. And um, that was fun. But yeah, I've got this. It should have ended like last week, but I keep doing like half days and quarter yeah. days because I'm like, <laughs> 
I still have so many ideas and I don't <laughs> want to end it wild. yet. <laughs> I just yeah, saw, just, didn't you? I actually just caught that one today because I know you use the bread from the ramen bread, which already in my mind was wild. And yeah. now you're making it into a ramen grilled cheese. I was like, well, and deep frying <laughs> it. <laughs> and deep frying it. Today was, a, today was a regular one. I was like, because with, the ramen grilled cheese the best the best noodles are the spicy noodles so i like just wanted to make one good one this year but then i still have like some of the bread left but i'm like i need to move on to the next day but i've got ideas for the rest of this bread so i don't know maybe it's gonna be like a three four months thing who knows (laughs) we'll see wow so do you get a lot of these ideas from i know you mentioned a lot of people submit um their suggestions but how often are they user suggested or are they your ideas like where are you getting this inspiration from i would say it's a mix i don't i don't know if it'd be 50 50 but sometimes i legit just stand in my pantry like just look at looking at my pantry and looking at my fridge and then i'll be like let's just give it a try and like frying the ramen grilled cheese didn't happen until i was peeling the egg roll wrappers to make leftover egg rolls and i'm like peeling this and i'm like I'm going to have like left wait a lot of leftover of this. I had already planned to fry the grilled grilled cheese. I was going to do an egg batter and then put it in like a flour ramen dust thing. But I was like, but this seems cool too. But then when I started doing it, I realized the sandwich was like too big. I, it, it was a whole mess, but um, <laughs> that's how I get started. And then I just followed through with it. Uh, but it's really fun. Like sometimes. This sounds so bad, like I have no life, but like I'll lay in bed <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that would be such a great idea. And I have to get out of bed. And go write it down so that, you know, I don't forget the next morning. But I'm thinking about it constantly. So audience out there. So Lisa has this thing. Is it every December? Is that when you generally do it? Yeah. Yeah. So she has this thing called the 30 day ramen challenge. And you just said, challenge myself to eat ramen for 30 days in a row. And yeah, you got to watch it, guys. If I think if you type in ramen challenge, it's the first thing that pops up on YouTube. And there's compilations or there's individual videos or there's shorts. And it's everything from, yeah, smoked ramen. I've, what I've seen you do, ramen sandwich. Ramen dumplings is like 8 million mm. views on ramen dumplings where you fold Ramen it. cake? I, I just saw ramen the ramen cake, cake one. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, <laughs> that was early on. That one was- I got re- to redo that one because that was like, that was definitely like towards the beginning of my learning how to cook so it was just really thrown together um but yeah so yeah so no no training at all like you've just literally in the pandemic like i'm in the kitchen let's film myself doing this stuff yeah uh and it's like thankfully moved beyond uh instant ramen which is nice so i don't have to eat it every day (laughs) Uh, my body thanks me for that and it's also why i condense it to like 30 days because before i was doing it quite often um, but now I can't do that. I'm learning how to cook other different things. So, yeah, I was going to ask, are you eating all of it? Like actually, <laughs> I'm, eating, okay. I'm eating as much as I can. And then I've got like neighbors and I've got like friends who yeah, I can yeah. like, Hey, try this. But if they right. don't, yeah, there's not, there's, I, I try well, my best. Um, when I first saw it, I was like, it was giving me, um, supersize me where he was like, I need oh, yeah. McDonald's every day for, I forgot <laughs> how long he did it, but I was like, how did you feel after 30 days of eating ramen every day? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's tough. So I have to balance my other meals as like healthy, lean, <laughs> not sodium packed meals. Mix but in a vegetable. Just, <laughs> just lots lettuce. Of water. Yeah, just like, just a rabbit. Just lettuce here. Yeah. and carrots. <laughs> no, but even, even Good Morning America picked it up and they featured you on, on their website. Uh, where Who else has talked to you about the ramen challenge? You've been all over the world with this. Uh, Yeah, I, I'm not really sure to be honest. Like most of the last two years, like if, has been a little bit of a blur, uh, which has been nice, but also, um, I guess in a way, I I really need to sit down and reflect on the time or the past two years of what has happened because I've been traveling so much and all these things. And I think I need to reevaluate so that I know how to move forward. Um, but yeah, sorry, that just kind of got off topic a little bit. No, no, that's but fine. Keep going. Yeah, yeah, basically, it's been a blur, and <laughs> um, but a good blur. I enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to ask you a little bit about just the daily preparation and the daily routine. Do you have kind of a daily routine or is it every day is a little different? I've been trying to get into a routine now that I've been back home. It's kind of hard (laughs) 
because <laughs> like some I'll write out like this is what I'm going to film this week and it every single week it changes like mm-hmm. that morning I'll wake up and I'll say actually I want to try this um and then tomorrow I watched them have you guys seen the menu yet on oh, HBO yes. yeah, okay yeah. I watched the menu a couple nights ago and I've never wanted a cheeseburger more in my entire life. <laughs> I had all the ingredients except for sesame buns, which I just ordered. And then I made it yesterday and that wasn't planned at all. But then I'm left, I have ground beef left over and I've got buns left over. So now I got to cook bun like burgers uh-huh. for a couple of days. Yeah, which yeah. Today some ramen in burger. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. That is going to be one of the days like making ramen as the bun. Um, but yeah, it's uh every day is different and so i like thought about doing like what i eat in a week but that every single week is so different i've never had the same like two days so wow yeah my, i'm trying to create a consistent schedule but it's not it's not working out so well yeah is that kind of your nature though are you kind of able to ad lib in life and just kind of willing to roll with it is that kind of been part of who you are i think so yeah like with traveling with anything whatever happens just happens it's a it's a mix of planned planning and then a mix of just going going with it which seems yeah. to be the less the least stressful i think i yeah. think if everything's too like strict and then if something get like strays from that then all hell breaks loose so you're just you know it gets crazy yeah 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 uh let's see aaron you want to ask about spice tolerance yeah sure thing so uh we love that series trying to build up your spice tolerance lisa did you grow up with a lot of spicy food or was i mean is that the reason why you have to you know build it up because maybe you didn't uh i grew up with spice but nothing crazy uh like my parents would have a pep like the thai chili peppers along with the meals like but i would never grab it they would just take Uh bites of it as they would eat their food but it all it was all an accident Uh, my friends own a thai restaurant here in kansas city called thai orchid and they were trying to grow on TikTok and we were like brainstorming ideas. And they're like, what if we do a spicy challenge? And they're like, hey, do you want to be the first person to take it on? And I'm like, uh, sure. And so they're like, okay, great. Come by and we'll give you the Thai chili flakes. And so I came by, they handed it to me. It's four ounces of Thai yeah, chili flakes. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, and I saw that and I was like, there's no freaking way I can In just like go from dish. zero. Yeah, <laughs> there's no way. So as I'm... I've got 30 minutes to drive back to my brothers and I'm like just sitting and that's when the idea started coming in my head. I'm like, you know what? I'll do something where it's like four or five days of me trying to build my spice tolerance so that I could take this on. In my head, it thought it was genius. Yeah. And so <laughs> um, I started prepping. I got back to Wichita because at that time um, I was still living in Wichita, staying with my brother in Kansas City whenever I came to film restaurants here. And I uh, got back to Wichita, set the plan in motion, uh, started buying spicy stuff. And then I failed it the first time I did it. Yeah. I did five days and then I failed the noodle challenge. So throughout the year, I was doing random spice tolerance stuff to build it so I could take it on. So it was an accident. Yeah. Got it. So how, I mean, how has it been? Do you feel like it's been working as you've been trying all types yes, of spicy things? Definitely. Like if I had tried any of the things that I've tried, like, just recently at the beginning there's just no way but what it is is like when you're building your uh your spice tolerance you're building your pain tolerance yes yeah. so what it is is the spice is your your mouth in pain so um yeah i'm like scientifically is something happening there like, yeah. can you, or are you just killing that? cells <laughs> is it just actually killing, killing cells, cells like or are you <laughs> conditioning something because i'm like is that working or is it just your your mentality is getting stronger what may, maybe maybe that could be it too so i don't know you you should try it you should test it out and let me know like start building your spice tolerance maybe i'll have to maybe i'll have to start a youtube channel yes yeah. do yeah. you do you enjoy have you been enjoying uh doing this <laughs> <I> because mean, <laughs> it seems well. i have yeah i have because i love a challenge and okay. this is what it is a okay. challenge like even with this 30 day ramen challenge i get like excited because i'm like what am i going to do today like how can i incorporate that ingredient into this one and like it's a challenge that i i like to do and the fact that i can do it as a job and the fact that people find entertainment from it mm-hmm. is like just amazing like it's really a win win situation yeah yeah that, it looks a little rough sometimes i mean there's <laughs> times when I don't know, man. I'm like, oh, why does she do this? To her? Does she hate yeah. herself? 
I mean, I'm crying sometimes. Yeah. And then when you get the head, when your head starts numbing, you're just uh-huh. like, whoa, that's spicy. But uh, luckily, I'm still here. I haven't died. So yeah. I'll knock on wood there. But yeah. Is it one of those things where you have kind of this short term memory where it's like you do it and you think to yourself, why am I doing this? But then an hour later, two hours later, you're like, oh, that wasn't too bad. I can do that again. Yeah, for sure. And the so the most important thing I learned is prepping your stomach so that you don't the aftermath isn't like deadly, <laughs> basically. Oh, so like in the beginning, I was destroying my stomach. And uh, the very first like spicy challenge I did, I was curled up on the ground because my cramp my cramps were so bad because my stomach uh-huh. was empty. Uh-huh. But then I learned if you just like eat bread, eat a sandwich, drink a glass of milk, you're coating your stomach. You uh-huh. eat the spicy food and you're you're you just it's like you just ate normal food. So it dilutes it all. Yeah. Yeah, you just learn things as you go. And so now it's really just the mouth pain that gets me. Uh, I've heard I've heard there's only like there's one other animal that eats spicy peppers. <laughs> like humans are the only ones that eat no other animal eats them except for like this tree shrew and he has like some genetic thing where <laughs> humans do it on purpose. Yeah, you we're, know- we're I actually heard they feed a bunch of peppers to ducks because they don't have the receptors and it turns oh. their yolks yellow or orange rather. Huh. Okay. I don't know if that's like an all bird thing or just the duck thing, but <laughs> I do know that some animals eat peppers because they just don't I feel the to heat. Look that up. <laughs> yeah. That'll be no. a good thing to look up. Don't the come peppers from thought me. they were defending the, the peppers <laughs> thought they were defending themselves. They're like, oh, no one's gonna eat us because we're too hot. And then well, along come humans and they're like, Oh yeah, we're like these you. dumb humans. Humans <laughs> yeah. and, and ducks. <laughs> so uh, I noticed that you use your platform a little bit right right now. You got a fundraiser for Canby's Market. They are, are working against food waste and food deserts. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and other things that you want to do with your platform? Yeah. So they're a nonprofit in Kansas City that, like you said, they're trying to eliminate food deserts here. Uh, basically, areas, I think the definition is like one mile from a grocery store mm. um, to provide healthy food. And so they get food from, they get produce from grocery stores that they can't sell because they're imperfect. Um, and when Canby's gets them, they are able to sort the produce and either resell it in corner markets and gas stations and things like that where they have fridges, or um, they can donate it to other nonprofits. And then they also have some that they send to the zoo for the animals if it's, you know, too much for, you yeah. know, too much. If it's not, if it's too moldy, it goes to composting. But basically, they've directed hundreds of thousands of pounds of food that would have gone to the landfills, and they were able to find a place for it. Um, and so, I started volunteering more. Uh, I'm trying to find more places in Kansas City to spend, you know, spend my time. And I came across them. I just volunteered, and I really liked what they're doing. So I thought I would just tie it into my 30 day ramen challenge, bring more awareness to them. But yeah, a really great cause. Yeah, yeah, very cool. So do you see any, any, you said you're rebranding Telehue, but what other things are on tap for your channels? Um, This year is about really diversifying and finding a balance, a work-life balance. <laughs> um, so the last few years has been like foot to the pedal, yeah. Um, kind of been hectic. And I still want to continue traveling, continue doing food videos, but I want to chill just a little bit. Um, I would like to, you know, diversify into possibly creating products and things like that. That would be down the line. But mm. uh, first and foremost, creating videos that I enjoy creating and that people enjoy watching. Yeah, sounds great. Uh, I saw that you did a little road trip from uh, KC to LA, which looked a lot of fun. And you stopped in Oakland. Did you get to San Francisco? Uh, For like a hot second. (laughs) It was like (laughs) uh, San Francisco. I was there. I went to get dim sum with a friend uh, made with Lau. Uh Um, He's Randy. And so they have a YouTube channel. And we had been talking for a while uh, about content creation. And then he's great. He's from there. Yeah. We just met up. And then now we're like really good friends. Uh, we met up and then I drove straight down to, I think it was San Jose the same yeah, day or uh, maybe San Jose to there. Uh, I don't, that was like over a year ago, but road, road trips are so fun. <laughs> yeah, no, it looked a lot of fun. But you got to promise us, if you ever come to San Francisco, you got to tell Aaron and I. Uh, Aaron knows everyone. I don't know anyone, but no, Aaron knows everyone. You know she everyone, Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we'll, we'll definitely take you out to something good if you come out to San Francisco. For again. sure. 
Lots of ramen yes. in San Francisco as well. I don't know if no, you want to. I, I don't think he wants to. I, maybe she doesn't. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I would I would love to try it. Um, yeah, I'll I actually San Francisco has been on my list. So yeah. I'll try it for 2023 and I'll definitely okay. hit you guys up. Yeah, yeah. We're around. We're around. We're here. Um do you mind? Hey, you want to play a little Kansas City and Wichita, Kansas uh, trivia? Yeah, let's do it. All right. These should be really, really easy for you. All right. Oh, boy. And you can play along, too. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> Help me out here. <laughs> I love I like doing this just because I don't know. I learn a lot by doing it. So it's the teacher in me anyway. All right. So Lisa and Aaron, what does Kansas City have more of per capita than any other city in the world? Water fonts. Oh, Fons. no. Actually, I was thinking of a type of restaurant. Oh. Wait, I'm sorry. What did she say? Lisa, what did she w- say? Water fountains. Water fountains. Fountains, yeah. I, not like the too? water fountains you drink, but fountains. I saw this just recently. I'm oh, pretty yeah? sure. Huh. Yeah. Okay, well, I was thinking of a type of restaurant. I think you know this one, too. Bar- barbecue, right? Yeah. Is that too obvious? Okay. I was like, no, maybe no. this is a trick question. No, not a trick at okay. all. Yeah, Kansas City has more, I, I forget the number, but it's a big number of barbecue restaurants. Yeah. All right, here's another food one. But yeah, okay, fountains, fountains of water. That's also, uh, didn't know that one either. All right, I know Lisa will know this one. What two famous food chains were started in Wichita, Kansas? We got Pizza Hut. Yep. And then White Castle. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Iconic, is it? Yeah, yeah, Wichita, Kansas, population like 380,000 or something like that. But iconic fast food. Pizza Hut and White Castle Burger. That's pretty cool. I have never been to like a White Castle. Like we Me don't neither. have any. There's no locations in Wichita, like really? anymore. Yeah. So uh, I've never actually been to a physical location. I've had the their frozen ones. I had that uh, yeah. growing up, and I yeah, just yeah. had it like last year. But yeah. I don't know. I I smell a video in there, Lisa. You could maybe. Uh, yeah, I just Lisa. I got to make a, a little road trip. Lisa goes because Curtis White Castle. told me to. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Lisa goes to White Castle, right? Wouldn't that be like classic? All right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. There you go. All right, moving on. All right, this is another Kansas City one that I think I think you'll know this one. What famous McDonald's item was invented in Kansas City? Hmm. Uh, I'll give you the hint. It was invented by an uh, ad agency guy. And he got the idea after noticing his son staring at a cereal box during breakfast. A cereal box. Cereal box. A kid staring at a box, a cardboard box. Ooh, Aaron, Aaron, Aaron. Happy meal, final answer. Happy meal. Nice. Yeah, it was invented in Kansas City. The McDonald's Happy Meal invented in Kansas City. My first guess before you said that was the McRib. You know, that's true too. Yeah. <laughs> that's a guilty pleasure. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know about you guys. Limited time only. You hear that, McDonald's? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's see what the Lisa Wynn effect. We can get the McRib all year long. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, um, Lisa, I'm not sure if you know this, but you have a football team in Kansas City called the Chiefs. <laughs> I don't have heard of them. You know, I'm a little sore about the 49ers Kansas City Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Yeah, but, um, I'll get over it. Maybe this year, <laughs> maybe a little rematch this year. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, so nice. you have four point two two subscribe four point two two million subscribers. Arrowhead Stadium is where the Kansas City Chiefs play. How many Arrowhead stadiums could you fill with just your subscribers? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> you could fill fifty five Arrowhead stadiums with your subscribers. Isn't it? Can you imagine? Like, look how you've been there. I know you go to tailgates there and you've been yeah. in the stadium many, many times. Can you imagine 55 of those with just people who watch your videos? Just a subscriber. Absolutely not. That's nice. It's <laughs> and it's crazy because, like, a lot, of, I've seen a comment where it's pretty funny. They just said, I think I see Lisa's hands more than I see my family. She <laughs> <laughs> just always <laughs> my hands in my videos. And yeah. I was just like cracking up when I oh, saw that. Oh, but. we got a fingernail check, everyone. Audience out there, we have the red fingernails. Ooh. We got the red fingernails. All right. Famous yes. fingernails. Do you ever plan on changing? You, every so often, you have a little different color once in a while, mix it up. Yeah. It is nice, just like, decision fatigue i'm just like each time i go i'm just like they know like with the red. i went the big apple red this is what i get 
<laughs> is there one store that knows that you're going to come there and, and <laughs> do you order online? <laughs> yeah, they know. <laughs> they, they, just, they keep it in stock. <laughs> and then for Halloween, I was like, I'll do black. And they're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like what? What's we happening? Weren't, we weren't ready for that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You ready for the lightning round, Lisa? Yeah, let's do it. All right. What's your favorite hot sauce? Sriracha. Oh, okay. Yeah. Keep it real, right? It goes on everything. Yeah. Did you grow up with that? That's been in the house ever since you were alive. Yeah. Yes. All right. Um, chef that you'd like to collab with? So I would like to collab with uh, Chef Gordon Ramsay. Oh yeah. Just because. I feel like the entire time he would just be yelling at me, which <laughs> I, I would just, I'm always it's just like when I'm cooking, I'm always talking to myself, but if it'd be nice to just, I don't know. He just seems like a cool guy yeah, uh, personality wise and how he's taken to social media, like building his own social media is just really cool to see. Yeah. I've, I've heard he's actually a really nice guy and you know, it's, it's much, mostly an act. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm sure you've seen him on the hot ones. Is there a petition going on to get you on the hot ones? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. I'll see a comment every once in a while. Yeah. Uh, that show's fun to watch. It's very smart asking questions while it's people really... are like like sweating and dying. Yeah, and he's really good at questions. Like his, I, I learn a lot from what he does. You know, but you know what? I don't know if you'd be that fun because you already did the you do the da bomb all the time, right? So you wouldn't be that much fun. I think it'd just be too easy for you. <laughs> I, just, I guess I have to put on an act or something. Which yeah. <laughs> just. Yeah. Like, Start like learning how to cry and stuff. No, the ones where people really suffer, those are the funnest ones. So. He suffered a lot. Gordon Ramsay in that one with his oh, yeah. no, he two was, bottles yeah. of lemon juice that he brought. That was hilarious. Yeah. Oh man. Him and Bobby Lee and you know, some oh, of these yeah, other people yes. just struggle with. All right. Uh do you have some favorite YouTube channels that you like to watch? Yeah. So I don't like consume as much content as I used to, but when I was really watching food videos, it was all Mark Weens and Mike Chen, like yeah. that, like Strictly Dumpling. That was all I watched. And it's so funny because I remember sitting on my brother's couch on a weekend where I'd come up to Kansas City. I still had my full-time job, so I have to go back. But we'd sit on the couch and just binge watch the videos yeah. all weekend. And I just remember thinking, man, it'd be so cool to be able to do that one day. And yeah. every once in a while, we'll, we'll bring it up between me and my siblings and just be like, I can't believe that was just two years ago. Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> have you met him? Have crazy. you met him since? I have not. It would okay. it'd be pretty cool to meet them. Yeah. I mean, I think I think you guys share the quality of just being natural and likable. And he seems like, I feel like you, what you see is what you get with him as well. I hope, you know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And uh, we like to end each episode by asking our guests who their infatuation is. An infatuation is anyone in the Asian community, living or deceased, who has inspired you. Could be someone you know or someone you admire from afar. Lisa Wynn, who is your infatuation? So this might be cheating a little bit because it's not one person, but I keep going back to my siblings because yeah. I kind of like owe it all to them and my parents that I am where I am because without their support, I would not be where I'm at. Um, yeah. And they've all paved their own paths. My younger brother is still tr trying to figure out his, but they have all been a great inspiration to me. Um, yeah. And I owe a lot to them. Yeah, no, that's a great answer. I, I think I think you can hear it when you talk about them, you know, a little bit. And you, you see, you slip them in subtly. Like I heard you say, when you're getting your free breakfasts on the road, you're like, oh, my parents would be very disappointed if I didn't take this free breakfast. Like yeah. stuff like that. You just slide it in, you know, you can tell it's a big part of your life and that. Uh, and it's cool. So, um, so let's see. I think that Jet, Aaron, you got any more questions? I mean, I got plenty, but I think that might uh, that might run us over. I have more questions about the the content creation and the business side of things, <laughs> but that might be a part two, huh? Yeah. Why don't you ask? Why don't you ask at least one, and we'll we'll slide it in. Yeah. Well, I'm just curious about you know you obviously have such a huge channel, so many followers, and are, are you making brand partnerships like are you are people reaching out to you from like a business point of view to to leverage your channel and the reach that you now have yeah for sure um i have been very fortunate to be able to do some brand deals last year i probably did around four or five i think this year i am will probably be doing more i've signed with a talent agency so um, they're helping me negotiate the deals and things like that but it is great as a content creator creator to be able to diversify. And so, yeah, that's one of the business aspects because really with content creation, it's so unstable. Like one month you could be doing well, yeah. and the next month you'd 
you know, just make an algorithm change or you yeah. post less maybe because you're busy. Um, but then that's also why diversification is important. Like you've got, now I'm like ramping back up on Facebook because I'm, you know, I spend the most time where there's the most return. And right now that happens to be Facebook for some reason. So, hmm. And uh, you have an interesting reach, you know, because I think you're kind of in the middle of certain age demographics, right? Like, uh, I'll tell you, I'm a high school teacher, and I, I told my students I was talking to Lisa Wynn today, and they were super <laughs> impressed. You know, like sometimes my 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 kids and my students, you know, I'll tell them I have a certain author on, or you know, a certain certain someone on, and they're like, eh. But it, you know, you have a, you have a reach, and I know there's people. You know, I'm obviously older than you, and you know, I enjoy it as well. So you're kind of right in that good demographic where I'm sure people would be interested in in talking it's with good you. Good to hear. I was actually surprised you uh, you replied to my email because uh, YouTubers kind of notorious for not replying. <laughs> there are some, I, yeah, there are some emails I don't, but yours seemed very genuine. So, um, and then okay. I checked out the podcast, did my research, and I, I love what you're doing. It's really great that you're bringing awareness to Asian Americans um, in this platform. Uh, thanks, man. Yeah, that's just what we're doing, right? We're just trying to highlight and elevate so you're you're right in our demographic man we love having you on here thank you so much lisa for coming on giving us some of your time uh best of luck man i'm, I'm a fan for life now whatever you produce i will watch <laughs> <laughs> yeah thanks so much for having me on uh this was a blast aaron it was very nice meeting you as well likewise um i will definitely let you guys know when i'm in san francisco I do yeah we got we got city. food out here too lisa <laughs> I, I do i hear that I, i'll be there i'll let you guys know all right all right. Thanks so much. And uh, yeah, we'll talk soon. All right. Bye, guys. All right. Bye. Bye.